0: Hello and welcome to the September 21st, 2018 edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. My name is Mr. Joe. This is my neighborhood. This is my life. But this is our podcast journey. Welcome to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. It is awesome to have everybody here with me today and of course, it's always wonderful to be out there with you. And if you have not noticed already, I nearly tripped up on my words during my introduction and when I said welcome to another episode. And had I have actually tripped up, I would have left it that way to prove a point. And the point I'd like to prove today is how it is evidently clear that either Mr. Joe is, well, rapidly cycling back into mania, or is in mania already, or at least is experiencing one very common symptom of a manic episode, and that happens to be pressured speech. And how do I know that we're experiencing pressured speech today? Well, it started at exactly 9.05 a.m. in the morning, five minutes after I arrived to work. I was sitting in somebody's office, and I recognized at that very moment that today was a very different day. Today was a different day in terms of my overall mood. Forget about the fact that there has definitely been a, a overall feeling of, Self confidence, that feeling of um, knowing more than others, a feeling that I um, am able to basically accomplish anything that I put my mind to. Um, and, and this is a little bit further than just being overconfident I, I, or having confidence. And the reason why I've come to that conclusion is because you add all those symptoms up and then you put it together with that pressured speech, which really can be jumbled up, and in some instances, kind of difficult to understand, which is what I anticipated was going to happen upon introducing my bipolar podcast today. I really expected that to happen, and probably because I concentrated so much on it not happening, I was able to work my way through it. Um, But... You know, there is no doubt this morning that when I sat with my coworker, there was pressured speech. It was jumbled. I know I was probably difficult to understand. Um, I, I don't think I was able to speak and stop at the appropriate points. And it's crazy because I recognized that I was doing this throughout and yet I couldn't stop. I just could not stop. And what is pressured speech for those of you who don't know? Um, it's definitely not just a symptom of bipolar disorder. Now it is more commonly seen in bipolar disorder. Uh, and you know, pressured. here we go. Pressured speech may be among one of the many symptoms that one will experience when in a manic mode. Um, but it could be a, Symptom of many, many different mental health conditions, schizophrenia, some forms of anxiety. I mean, they're all present in all those mental health conditions. But for the most part, when we think of pressured speech, we think of bipolar disorder. And what is it exactly? It's, it occurs when a person such as Mr. Joe or those of you who have bipolar disorder, when we speak at an extremely fast rapid pace, almost like a frantic speed. And the pace in which we are speaking at makes it very hard for those people who we are speaking to to kind of make sense of what is even being said. And I want to believe that that's what went on this morning. I mean, I think my speech was Rapid and disorganized, and I was all over the place and While the person I was talking to uh, appeared to be a good listener and nodded their head and laughed at the appropriate uh, at the appropriate times to the inappropriate jokes that I made, and again, I kind of noticed this throughout the entire time that 's what 's freaky to mr. Joe is. I'm so aware of some of the things that I do because I'm so aware of my overall bipolar disorder that you would think one would just not talk. Don't go into the office. Save it for another time. But I am also at the same token so worried about isolating myself in a moment where I feel like I can socialize or at least I want to socialize because I'm afraid what people might think. Mr. Joe's usually friendly. Why is he in his office hiding? Because that, to me, is a a whole other part of the bipolar disorder in which we worry about what people think about us. Now, I have to wonder, just so everybody understands how Mr. Joe's day started out, as those of you who know, listening to my last podcast episode, I have introduced a new routine in my life and that is going to the gym. I decided yesterday that I was not going to go every day. It's going to be a Monday, Wednesday, Friday occurrence. I thought that would be the most um, beneficial way in terms of allowing me to uh, get the proper rest that I need, uh, make sure that I um, still maintain that routine and that schedule, but at least that Tuesday and Thursday morning I could save some things to do for those particular days and not have to worry about running out of the house before work. Uh, So I I did not go to the gym yesterday, but I did go today, 5 a.m., and here's the interesting thing. While I had some difficulty doing it on Wednesday, let it be known that today was a piece of cake. It was amazing. I went to bed. My eyes were out, completely shut by 9 9 p.m. I slept exactly eight hours. My eyes popped open at exactly 5.01 a.m. I got up, washed my face, brushed my teeth, put on my gym clothes, made my coffee, got in the car, ate my um, protein bar, and uh, made it to the gym. And believe it or not, one of the most difficult things to work out and do. Uh, for me, anyway, for Mr. Joe, is when you do legs, doing squats, heavy squats of some sort. And I never thought in my wildest dreams that I would be able to squat weight at that mo- early in the morning. I had said to myself, you know what, I'm going to make sure that the squatting takes place during a different time, preferably the weekends. But I decided to do it this morning. I had so much energy that I was able to squat and I went ahead and I did so. And when I came home from my workout, you know, little Mickey was up, my wife was up, doggies were awake and I was in a great mood, I really was, I was in a phenomenal mood. I got in the shower, ate my second breakfast, (laughs) uh, got in the car, came to work, got here 10 minutes early like I always do and popped into a co-worker's office and didn't shut my mouth for an entire hour. An entire hour. I mean, I was like a madman in that office. I really was. And I'm starting to realize throughout the day, I can't keep my mouth shut. I absolutely can't keep my mouth shut. And we've had episodes like this before, oversharing our mental illness. Well, there is an old lady, 70 years old. Who works in the office with me? Very sweet woman. She has shared on multiple occasions that her son, 32 years old, has bipolar disorder. So, what does Mr. Joe do today? Even though I've heard this story a million times from her, never said a word about mine. What does Mr. Joe do? Well, guess what? I have it too. I mean, and while I'm saying all these things that I've been through and gone through, and she's telling me about her son and I'm saying, oh, I did that, too, and I've been through that, too, and I had that medication, too, and I'm saying, what in the world are you doing? What are you doing? You barely know this woman. So don't even get me started, okay? I don't even want to get into that because it will just give me a a tremendous amount of anxiety over the fact that, once again, I have overshared my mental illness with somebody that I barely know. Now, did she share her stuff with me? Sure. Sure. And the whole time while I'm listening to this, I'm thinking to myself, well, I got one on her and she's got one on me. So she, if she tells on me, I'll tell on her. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's idiotic. It's a, just a ridiculous way to think. It's just, it's just stupid. Why would I put myself in that position? Just keep your mouth shut. But in the end, the conversation led to me saying what I usually say when I overshare about my mental illness. And I said, I am proud of who I am and what I've become. And I, have an, I am an advocate for mental illness now. Uh, And, you know, I believe that everybody should have an opportunity, yada, yada, yada. So I went on to say all that. So if you guys don't realize that my speech is off the wall today, well, let me tell you right now that it is. And I am still fighting the speed in which I am trying to speak. And I feel complete pressure in the sense where I want to talk and talk and talk and my, my thoughts are disorganized and uh, I'm probably stumbling over a few words here and there. And if I'm not, uh, you know, I I don't know, maybe I'm imagining it. And if I am, I apologize. But what is pressured speech? I keep asking that and I keep interrupting myself and giving you guys more stories. Uh, That's really what's happening. But just so everybody understands, pressured speech on its own is absolutely not a mental health disorder. It's not It's not a disease. It's always going to be a symptom of something underlying, some kind of under, underlying mental health disorder. And like I said before, we got schizophrenia, we got anxiety. Uh, those mental health disorders will oftentimes promote pressured speech. For me, many forms of anxiety would not Induce pressured speech it would actually make me not talk at all I would kind of shelter myself uh, especially with social anxiety but there are different forms of anxiety that will actually cause pressured speech we're not going to get into them now um, because we've discussed anxiety many many times and um, you know today is more about the pressured speech symptom and just so everybody understands what is involved with pressured speech, or at least, here's what I experienced this morning, and I I may be missing a couple of um, the characteristics of pressured speech, so forgive me if I am, but in a nutshell, here is what Mr. Joe realized that took place, and I I had to really think about this um, in order to define it. So I sat down in a chair, I looked at this woman, and started to talk rapidly, and what I realized is that I would not pause even for a second to allow her to speak. It was almost like every time she went to open her mouth, I kept going. So I would, I would assume that that would be present when you have pressured speech. Now, one other thing that would go on consistently throughout me speaking with her, my thoughts were all over the place completely all over the place, and unfortunately what will happen is those disorganized thoughts will many times come out through the words that you are speaking, and I recognize that this morning as well. There were many times where those racing thoughts were in my head about what I wanted to say next, even though I wasn't already done with my current statement, tried to get that out, and before you know, you have this whole disorganized way of speaking um, throughout your expressed words. Um, so, you know, that's certainly one of the things that I felt this morning. Ultimately, it leads into speaking about a whole bunch of things at once, numerous ideas, all kinds of facts, all kinds of ideas, all kinds of opinions, all coming out at one time, usually in a very loud way that is above the normal volume for the actual situation. I was in a small office. She could hear me. We had the door closed. There was no outside noise. She knows what I'm saying. There's no reason to scream. But I know my my volume was completely ridiculous, out of control. And on top of that, I'm not even going going to get into it. But there is no doubt that some of the stuff that came out of my mouth was inappropriate or at least not necessary to say, especially in the work environment. Now, did I say anything harassing? No, absolutely not. Did I say anything that would indicate there was an attraction or um, there was um, some kind of a, a discriminatory sense that I felt about this person? No, it wasn't along those lines, but let's just put it this way. I said things that had nothing to do with the conversation at hand, which really was about sales and marketing, and it just wasn't necessary. So that is absolutely part of the pressured speech where once in a while inappropriate things will fly out of your mouth. Uh, with me, it was jokes, if that is, if that makes it any more clear for you. That was really what went on with me. There were inappropriate jokes that just really did not need to be thrown into the conversation. And whatever I said... There was, it was always said with a sense of urgency, like, oh, w- w- wait until I tell you this and, oh, uh, this is the other thing. And by the way, and you know, and I always started off with these obscene ways of expressing that everything I'm about to say is so important that I just can't wait for it to come out of my mouth because it's, it's so urgent for you to hear this information. And it gets to the point where I'm not even able to speak fast enough to keep up with my own thoughts. I mean so I mean that's just you know if that's not pressured speech I don't know what is it's it's, it went on all morning and it's continued throughout the day and you have to take a look at what your additional symptoms are in terms of your bipolar disorder to really see whether or not you are suffering from that um, pressured speech because Here's the thing, a person with bipolar disorder is not very likely to have those issues with pressured speech during the depressive cycle. It's usually believed that pressured speech is a result of those rapid thoughts that we experience during a manic episode. During a manic episode, that is when we are off the wall in terms of our thoughts If we're stable, our brain is usually able to prioritize the thoughts that are in our heads based on how important they are for the current situation. And those of us with bipolar disorder, especially when we're in that manic phase, we have difficulty separating those thoughts, meaning essentially that irrelevant thoughts appear very important, appear pressing, and... It's like as soon as they enter the mind, it's got to come out of the mouth. And that's how I felt this morning. And what I did was I summed up the pressured speech, or at least I threw it in as another symptom in, 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 in involved with, and that's not even the right word. I can't even think of the words that I want to say. That's how disorganized my speech is, and I apologize. But I had to say to myself, what additional symptoms Am I dealing with right now? Is it just pressured speech? No, no, definitely not. And I'll tell you right now, as far as I'm concerned, this is either hypomania or mania, that inability to focus, that jittery feeling, that elevated mood, that exaggerated optimism that Mr. Joe oftentimes feels, that decreased need to sleep. I didn't need to sleep this morning. No way that feeling of inflated self-worth and overconfident like a cocky, nasty, arrogant wackadoo, okay? That's what Mr. Joe is feeling like today. That's, That's what I'm feeling like. And you combine that with the fact that I have the pressured speech because here's the thing, guys. Pressured speech alone has no significant complications. It's not a real big deal if you're just dealing with pressured speech. It may just be happening to you. The underlying cause of the pressured speech is what may have the real implications that your bipolar is acting up and your overall well-being is not in a good place at the moment. So pressured speech alone, listen, I guess everybody, I don't understand what it would feel like to be normal and have pressured speech, because I could honestly say that any time that I felt that pressured speech, I would always be in a manic phase. So, uh, you know, and I would imagine people that had those co-occurring conditions such as ADHD, um, you know, those people would also feel that pressured speech as well. So it's not the pressured speech that we have to worry about, it's that feeling of mania that is the underlying condition in which we have to be concerned about. And unfortunately, a lot of times it comes out in our actions, and in this particular situation it came out in my pressured speech. And ultimately, here's what pressured speech will do for a person that can't get there crap under control it 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 develops difficult relationships at work poor work performance and that ultimately is what a lot of times will cause those of us with bipolar disorder to be unable to maintain that steady employment and you know that that's a lot of times what happens We spend more time thinking about unrelated things throughout our day at work. Or we're experiencing a a tremendous amount of thoughts going on in our brains at once. That It's evidently clear that here we are, we're in a mania cycle. And of course we seem to act hyperactive. And when our thoughts come on, they come on with this fast... An increased intensity. And as a result, what did Mr. Joe... Mr. Jew, God forgive me, I'm sorry. Okay, I I apologize for that. I mean, you gotta laugh. You gotta laugh. I mean, if you're not smiling right now, then I don't know. I don't know what to do, okay? I absolutely don't know what to do because I know that you guys have listened, and I believe this is now. We've never talked about how many episodes Mr. Joe has produced, I believe yesterday or the day before, whenever I was on, was 69, so this will possibly be 70, obviously. Um, And in 70 episodes, I would would think to imagine that I've never sounded like this with my speech so ahead of my brain, or vice versa, my brain so ahead of my speech that I am actually mumbling and jumbling my words. But ultimately, when you have that thought, Process that happens fast with all those increased intensive feelings that enter into your mind. A result of that is exactly what Mr. Joe did this morning, and you almost try to explain those thoughts to others around you, um, almost as they occur. So they come out, and here you are, you're trying to explain it. So, in other words, we're feeling pressured to get those thoughts out as quickly as possible and share exactly what is on my mind and the overwhelming result is that outpouring of thoughts and it results in what we call pressured speech and unfortunately pressured speech is not necessarily treated or cured directly it's 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 again the treatment has to be related to that underlying cause of what is causing the pressured speech. And in our case, more times than not, it will always be that bipolar disorder. And obviously it brings us back to the whole idea of medication, okay? Because if you're on the right medication, maybe you will have less instances in which you will be engaging in that pressured speech. And Mr. Joe is on the right medications right now, so I cannot help but wonder, is it, you know, are life-changing events, you know, I'm also very happy at work, I have to say, I have not had a bad day at work, Um, there was a time where I would say, to others, specifically uh, old buddy that I used to work with over at um, my previous place of employment, I would say to her, "Yeah, man, I really miss being in that office. I miss you guys. I got to tell you, I feel so much at home." And I know that I have said this time and time again. One door closes and another one opens, and I use that cliche line a little bit too much when it comes to my place of employment. But my goodness. I mean, I am so happy to be out of that place and in this place. It is clear that there was a reason why what happened happened. And I know I don't talk a lot about religion. I do not speak on religious feelings and what we believe in, but I honestly have attributed all of what has happened as a blessing from what I believe in, in terms of the God that I pray to that being of the Christianity faith um, slash Catholic. I, I think there's a difference. I know I was raised as a Catholic, but the more I read things and and inquire about what my real religious beliefs are, it seems more that I am a practicing um, Christian other than a Catholic, and I'm not going to get into that right now. Please, I don't even want to get into the differences. All I know is whatever God you believe in, None of it matters. Absolutely none of it matters. And and if you don't believe in God, find something to believe in. That's the best advice that I can give you. Would I rather that you believe in God? No, not necessarily. But I would rather those of you who have believed in God or have had a religious sense of well-being in the past and have uh, left that belief or taken some time away from it or are not as involved anymore I ask that you pursue it once again because it actually really does help I'm not asking you to take on anything new I'm not going to tell anybody who doesn't believe in God or Jesus Christ or or Allah or whatever God that you pray to I'm not asking you to start now but I am asking you that if you have distanced yourself, for one reason or another, it might be a good idea now to take some time and um, build that relationship back up with whoever you believe in or whatever you believe in. And again, if it's not religion, find something to believe in um, because it helps. It really, really does help. Now, here's another thing I want to make mention that, um, and, I, and this does not happen often to Mr. Joe, okay? Mr. Joe is actually hallucinating right now, so there's no doubt about it that I have, um, mania going on right now. And it's, it's crazy because I am not one of those people that sees animals often when I hallucinate, but if you could, I mean, and I don't mean to scare anybody, but if you want to know what Mr. Joe is seeing right now, I am actually envisioning camels. And when I say envisioning, um, what's happening is, and I don't know if anybody's going to be able to relate to this. I am having flashes in my brain of ongoing racing thoughts spurting out different things. And what I just saw was a camel in my head. Now that's very different from a hallucination, but in the end, there ends up becoming a hallucination where I turn my head because then I see elephants walking. They're very quick, they're not ongoing, they don't last more than three seconds. And it's, it's crazy. And you know, when our brains are in full motion and in that hypo or manic state of mind, I could tell you right now, all the things that are popping into my head and it's very, very frightening and I'm not going to go through it right now, but that's how fast things are coming in and out of my head. And they're all images. They're all images of things. They're all uh, things that really don't make a whole lot of sense. Maybe things that I'm thinking about subconsciously, who knows I just know that this is, without a doubt, the bipolar brain at work. And the best thing of all is all of this is manageable. And I've said it so many times, everybody. This is usually where it ends with Mr. Joe. This is not going to go any further. This is all manageable. Without the medication... I could tell you right now, Mr. Joe would have turned the keys in his car and sped to the nearest drug dealer or the nearest bar to get completely out of control, wasted. As a means of getting up even more, a little bit higher than I already am. And that's not the case. And here's the other scary thing. As I'm feeling all this mania, what happens is the mixed episodes start to come in as well and I start to feel exhausted. It's crazy, but my eyes actually feel very heavy as if right now if Mr. Joe pressed the stop button, I can go to bed. I don't think that to be true, but my eyes are so heavy right now and I'm so exhausted probably from my brain moving a million miles an hour, ultimately landing words to be spewing out of my mouth to everybody and anything. That I probably exhausted myself more than anybody can imagine. So, we're never out of the woods, everybody. And I'm not trying to be negative. We're never out of the woods. There's always going to be something. And as long as you can contend with it, as long as you can cope with it, as long as you're not endangering yourself or others, you know, the one good thing, other than the fact that I might have said some inappropriate, or un, I won't even say inappropriate, unnecessary things during my manic slash pressured speech talk with others. The one thing that I will say, one of the manic symptoms that I did not engage in, was risky behavior. You know, that's part of mania, everybody. Risky behavior—that's where the the sexual hypersexuality and the um, adultery and um, cheating on others. That's when all that comes in into play during those manic phases. We don't want to be cheaters. We don't want to be unfaithful to the ones that we love. But when you're manic, you're not really thinking straight. You don't care. You just want to feed your high. And I will tell you right now that if anything at all, what my medication has done has controlled that urge to engage in risky behaviors of any kind, whether it be seeing other women, doing drugs, going out shopping, stealing, drinking, whatever it may be, that risky behavior that we all know that is so dangerous for us as just people on the face of this earth is not happening with Mr. Joe right now. But my goodness, am I exhausted. I am absolutely tired, almost to the point where I feel like I'm going to start now mumbling my words. So this is, this is, and the reason why I'm giving this to everybody is because Mr. Joe normally does not display symptoms on the air, but I'd like everybody to really be aware of what a mixed episode feels like. And for the most part, this is a dramatically decreased mixed episode in which I am experiencing Manic features such as the pressured speech and the disorganized thoughts and some hallucinations. But at the same time, I'm weak. I have no energy. Didn't start out this way, that podcast. I have very heavy eyes as if I want to go to sleep. And I actually have a bit of mixed confidence levels. I go in and out. I'm confident. I'm not confident. I'm confident. I'm no good. I'm confident. I suck back and forth. And all the while, while I'm ready to close my eyes and go to sleep. Yet, if I really had to, I could probably jog around the block right now if somebody asked me to. So there's your your mixed episodes, okay? There's your mixed episodes. And if it wasn't for the pressured speech, who knows? Maybe I would have been manic all day and not even known it. But the symptom of pressured speech was so prominent today that it really allowed Joe, Mr. Joe to analyze his overall feelings and overall emotions and overall behaviors and overall, um, symptoms and come up with the fact that there is no doubt in the world that Mr. Joe is manic or hypomanic, but I'd have to put me in the manic category since I am hallucinating a little bit. That has gone away. It's not happening anymore. So I hope it stays that way. And, uh, you know, I've gotten to a point now where no longer are those rapid thoughts flying out of my brain because now I'm almost at a point where I feel like I'm struggling for the words. So it's a constant battle with us with bipolar disorder. It's up and down, up and down, up and down, whether it's up for a week, down for a week, up for a month, down for a month, up for three months stable for three months down for three months i mean whatever whatever your pattern is if you're up down up down up down all day if you're up down up down up down all at the same time uh it's 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 you know we all got bipolar disorder we're all essentially the same person with different symptoms That happen at different times and affect us all differently. So it's never going to be cured, bipolar disorder. You can live a very productive, very healthy and happy life. And you could build a family if that's what you choose to be. Or you could remain single if that's what you choose to be and go out dating. Um, You could work out. You could go to the gym. You can be involved with your family. You could do all those things with bipolar disorder in a very normal way, instead of avoiding all those things. You could do all those things if you are properly medicated. And situations such as today, where Mr. Joe engages in a little bit of pressured speech, this will be forgotten about, I will move on, and eventually I will stabilize. I just hope that I am not falling into a deep dark depression right now because I am getting down and down and down as the minutes go by. So there you have it, Mr. Joe, in some kind of an episode, but more importantly, reviewing pressured speech for the very first time on Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. And of course, if you have any questions at all, I urge you to reach out. I've been getting a lot of emails lately, a lot of addiction emails Believe it or not, and and listen, I love talking to you. I love answering them. I love um, going back and forth and updating one another on where we are in our life. And I, again, I'm always I'm always around. You are always going to hear back from Mr. Joe, even if it's a couple of days because my inbox is flooded or real life is happening. You reach out to Mr. Joe BP at yahoo.com, and you say anything to me, I'm going to write back. And I'm going to give you my feelings, and I'm going to be very honest with you, and eventually we will have one another to support one another on a more individualized basis. So that email, again, once again, is BP at yahoo.com. And, of course, you could find me on Twitter at Joe, And I won't give any of my other social media sites because I don't have any. Because <laughs> that's all I dare to do. Um can't do anymore. I'm good with those two. Oh, by the way, I've never asked for anything of this nature before. But if you guys have a minute, do me a favor. Give Mr. Joe a review. 70 episodes in, and I have never, ever asked anybody on my podcast to write a review. And I'm not asking for any other reason other than the fact that I want to know how I'm doing. Please. So if you have a minute, 10 seconds, doesn't have to be long. Um, I appreciate it. If you go online, I don't care what, what your product is, Stitcher, Apple, Google Play, whatever, whatever you listen to, Mr. Joe. And by the way, next podcast or possibly the one after that, I will be running down a list of all the countries that are listening to Mr. Joe. So please, I want you all to listen out for your country because it's actually amazing to find out and see exactly how many people are tuning in to Mr. Joe on a daily basis, just like yourself. We are one big unit, a world of bipolar people that hang on and hold on and lean on one another to support one another each and every day. So in closing, I'd like to say if you are living with a mental illness and you're doing well, continue to fight, continue to work hard, If you love or you care about somebody with a mental illness or a drug addiction for that matter, continue to support that person in the very best way that you know how. And if you are struggling right now with a mental illness, you're really having a very difficult time, I ask you as hard as it is, keep battling, and most importantly, soldier on. Thank you guys for listening to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. I'll see you again real soon and have a great day.